Another episode of the universe's most important podcast. It is Family Matters. Torre is here. Who gave us that tag? It's just the most important, yo. All right. I mean, I just... <laughs> you don't feel like it's important? No, nah, I just want to have a claim that's backed up by evidence. Nah, because sometimes things, when they self-proclaimed, you know what I mean? People just start... Like, as long as you say it enough, people be like, yo, it is the universe's most important. Yeah, that is true. I feel that. Like, remember when Wayne started saying he was the greatest rapper alive? I don't... Yeah, you probably was like three. But when he started saying it, you know, before it was like Lil Wayne from New Orleans, whatever, whatever. And then it was like, oh, Lil Wayne kind of be spitting. And then he was like, greatest rapper alive since the greatest rapper retired. And then he was like, yo, Wayne is the greatest. He spoke it into existence. So this is, I think it's very important. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, the conversations that you and I have as father and daughter, as a young teen, as an OG, um, as somebody who's looking at the world from a, a different perspective, two different perspectives, I think it's just really important conversations that we have. And people feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of bridges their gap as well. So I think, yeah, it's important. All right. Universe's most important podcast, <laughs> Family Matters, is here. Episode what, Tay? Nine or ten. Ten. Bro, I'm going to need you to know your math, yo. I think this is episode nine. We are back for another edition. Thank you for joining us. We got a whole lot to talk about. A lot, So a lot. when we last left off, Taylor, uh, the last time I saw you before getting back, we went to go see Childish Gambino. We did. Yeah, one of your favorite artists. My favorite artist. Give me your uh, review of this show. It was insane. So we went at, what was that, Infinite Energy Arena? Yep. And I had been there before for to see Tyler, the Creator. So I thought it was going to be that same setup because that setup makes a lot of sense. But it totally wasn't. So they had like the seats around and then instead of the stage, the floor being a pit or whatever, they had like seats. seats it was seated. Like, yeah, uh, it was. I hate, I don't like concerts where it's just like, yeah, like I rec- need, they had like recreation centers. Yeah, you like, got to have standing room in the yeah, concert so people could stand and get crazy. But they had like a little standing room near the catwalk in the middle. But yeah, besides the whole stage setup, it was honestly so, so, so insane. It was so good. What made it so good? I think just waiting to see Gambino for so long. And like, I was nervous. Like, I was one performing, but I wasn't performing. It wasn't my tour. <laughs> that definitely wasn't. But I don't know. It was just so insane to, to see him live, like to like idolize him for so long and like to actually. So you see idolize him? him. Um. I guess I idolize him. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. And then, then to see him like up there, like real, like he a real person, it's just insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he put on a great show. Even I feel like even if you weren't a fan or familiar with all the music, yeah. you could appreciate the show and the performance, the showmanship of it all. He's saving um uh, tons of money this tour on shirts <laughs> because he's wearing he's not wearing dad linen pants. Yeah, he's not wearing any shirts this tour. I I, I know he wore shoes, but I didn't see his shoes. Yeah, he had to have on shoes. He did something really cool, which I kind of thought was going to happen, but I didn't want to ruin the surprise oh. when he walked through the crowd. So they had, like, the security guard. He was like, yo, make sure nobody grabbing him. But I heard him say it, but I was so, like... He had That's on... actually not what he said, but oh, well. he, he was more so talking about, like, the, he was looking at the arena, and he was saying, okay, section 104, 105, such and such here, section 106, 107, such and such. So he was kind of giving his uh, gauging, you know, how to how to set up the walkthrough. So as I heard him saying that, I was like, mm, I wonder if this guy's going to make his way through the crowd at some I point. I wasn't paying attention. He had on mad jewelry, mad ice, and I was looking at him like, yo, I wonder if it's real. So <laughs> The I security guard. Yeah, I didn't 
I wasn't paying attention to that part. But then he did like a couple songs and then everything went black. And then he got the camera following him and then he go up to sets. I was like, yo, where's he going? And then he passed by the merch line and then he passed by the churro place where I got my churro. I was like, yo, he right there. He right there. And right. Then he the came, same place I bought my churro. He's and then he standing. came down the, the seats where I was. So I had to jump over people. I was standing on a seat. People were sweating. It was like, I love you, Donald. And I was just, <laughs> You were one of those people. I was. So, shout out to Childish and Gambino. No album. No album. No. What? I feel like did I say that on the pod? Yeah, you said it wasn't gonna yeah. be an album coming. I felt like enough work to Yeah, I felt like with a tour, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it only makes sense to put the album out around the time either you dropping your album or somewhere along the lines of the tour, you know, you, you put the album out so you got that music, like you performing new music for the people. But he did pretty much He did new music. Yeah, he did pretty much familiar songs in catalog and then you said he did a couple new songs. He did three new songs. Two aren't new if you bought tickets. Like if you bought tickets, they came in an email. Which we did not. Dad shout out to I, shout out to Sam RCA. Everybody showing that love over there. Yeah, thank you. Um just so Dad and I didn't buy the tickets, so we didn't get to hear those two songs. But he did those two new ones and then he didn't one like new, new, nobody's ever heard song. So it'll be off that new Childish Gambino album. Word. And he did definitely uh make a uh, reference again to this being his last tour. Yeah, his last tour and his last album. But definitely. it's being worded. The last album, the last tour Childish Gambino. Yeah, so he gets to be a new person. Yeah, I think he's just gonna maybe loot drop the drop the alias and just use his name, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. To release music and just kinda keep it in unison. Cause I guess sometimes if you're not paying a lot of attention, people can get confused. Yeah. Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, is it the same person? Is it not? It's two different people because I remember he did this interview where it was like Fallon or whatever, and he did the Childish Gambino look, and he did the Donald Glover look. And they are, you can see a very distinct... Or at least, at least Man, it's the same person. No, it's different. <laughs> I feel like he's doing it because it's so hard being two people, I guess. Even though you are the same person, it's two different uh, like personalities, it's it's different. I feel you, but there's no look, man. You looked, it's like Black Lightning. I'm like, how nobody in the whole universe recognized Black Lightning? It's All he different. do is put a mask on, <laughs> man. Get out of here. Black Lightning is back uh, October 9th for anybody who cares. So shout uh, out to Riverdale is back October 10th. So. Oh no, October 9th too. So oh, make your so it's a it's pick a conflict. Well, Riverdale is on Netflix though, right? No, it's on CW. Oh, it's on CW as yeah. well. Oh, so it they was, back to back. It was on Netflix. Got it, but it's original. Okay, it's CW. So make their oh, it's I don't know which one comes on first, but yeah, yeah. So they, it's dope. They they can piggyback off each other. I yeah. would th I would assume Riverdale first and then Black Lightning. As it should. I'm not staying up to 10.30 waiting for Archie to see if he joined the circus. <laughs> Word up. Uh, what else is out there new music wise? We um, got a oh we we actually started with uh Childish Gambino but no new music from him so let's start with the new music um a new album from Black did oh. you listen to it <laughs> you said Black but I'm like yo who is that in my head <sighs> I call him go. Six Slack his name is Black man he told you time and time but again Six doesn't look like a B it looks like a lowercase B no it doesn't all right well listen I'm not of this generation that's y'all generation stuff he's older than me so it's not y'all generation nah y'all kids always swap out letters for numbers. No, we're not that same generation, me and Black. Well, just the younger generation. Y'all been doing that for a while, swapping out letters for numbers. How old is... It, it, uh, never mind. Is it like Currency, like from your generation, or I'm tripping? Shout out to my guy, Currency, Spitter. Uh, he's in between. But he used a dollar sign as an S, and he part of your generation. Well, that's... A, yeah, you're right. All right, listen, man. New album from Black. Did you listen to it? Uh, No, I didn't. Sorry, I listened Black. to it. I listened to... Well, I listened to about 70% of it. I don't really listen to R&B. But he raps. Does he he? rapped. Yeah, he like he spits too. 
He spits oh. too. He's like like actually a really really good. And you know, if I'm saying he's a good rapper, he's a really good rapper. But he also is melodic and he can sing as well. Um, this album, I gotta really listen to it again. I was riding. I was listening to it yesterday. It's really slow, and I I don't know if I was just in that zone at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just really really slow. It wasn't like a lot of hot uh. energy music until we got to the feature with J Cole, which is actually really dope. Um, don't make faces, <laughs> which is actually dope. And, um, yeah, so I got to really get back to the album and listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Like again, but I just think as I was listening through, it wasn't bad. I just wasn't, I don't know if I was in the mood to hear it at that particular time. So I got to go back to it. I get that. But I feel like if an album doesn't encapsulate me the first time I listen to it, I'm not going to like, like it on the second listen. I feel you. We've, I mean, we've spoken about that before, but a few albums, noteworthy albums that I didn't like on first listen. Um, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I expected way more rapping. I, I I respected her so much as an MC and as a lyricist. I wanted to hear her spit and spit and spit. And then when I heard so many singing joints, I was like, "What is this?" I've grown to love that album. Also, uh, Beyonce's first album, Dangerously in Love. When I first heard that, I don't know if I thought I was gonna get more crazy in love type songs, but it was a lot more ballads and and things like that. And I was like, "Man, what is this?" I wanted to hear that Beyonce Jay Z vibe for the whole album. Another album I've grown to love. So that's not to say that certain albums you can't. It's just like sometimes you're just not. You don't know what to expect, or you're just not in the mood. I think that because I've seen Black recently doing a lot of rapping. I thought that I was going to hear a lot more rapping on the album because he was like, yo, I got to get back to this and, you know what I'm saying, like spitting and this and this and that. So I thought I would hear a lot more of that on the top of the album, and I didn't. But shout out to Black. Um, it's being really well received, people rocking with it. Who's that baby on the cover? I think that's his baby. He has a kid? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Black's baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else got a new album out? Well, nobody has a new album out. Or, well, it's not on here, but Kanye and Lil Pump. Oh, God. Song. Yeah, Kanye and Pump. How you feel about I Love It? I didn't listen to it. You didn't listen to it? No. It's like the YouTube's number one viewed, most streamed, like a billion streams in a second. And like it's doing crazy numbers. That's cool. It seems like it's a lot. Like It came out of nowhere, Kanye and Pump, right? Just, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, a way. It wasn't like hinted at or whatever. Nobody's like saying like, oh, I got this shack with Kanye. Kanye hasn't like, yo, Pump. And so it was out of nowhere. Um, what I do like about it is that it has Adele Givens on it. They got her skit from um, Def Comedy Jam, one of my favorites from Def Comedy Jam years, years ago. And they use her skit. So I mean, she's like in the video and like she's tagged on the song. So it's dope. It's good to see like just that kind of reaching back and showing her love. And hopefully she's getting a nice, good check out of it. That's cool. I I, I I I wasn't really checking for that song. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about checking for Kanye, honestly. Still. Oh, I check for Kanye. I don't check for a little pump. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about checking for Kanye. Uh, but shout out to my man Clark Kent. He's listed as one of the producers on that record. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the homie Clark. What does a producer do? I mean, obviously they produce, but like, what does that what does that mean? What does that encompass? Well, in 2018, it can mean a lot of different things. Cause like I say, like, oh, I like the production on a song, but I don't know what that means. I mean. Overall, so like as a producer, you got a beat maker. You got somebody who sits there and taps out and makes the beat. Then you can have somebody else who come in and say, you know what? I think this would sound ill if it had a bass line right here. So you add in, so then that becomes a co-producer. Then you can also just have somebody who has an ear for music but can't actually play any instruments or doesn't <laughs> know how to program drums but can tell you. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, some of the greatest producers don't play. Like, Quincy Jones, D D Diddy, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not trained to play instruments or know how to bang out drums on an NPC or whatever, but they can tell you what needs to go where. Yo, take that out. Yo, add some reverb to that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a lot of different 
parts of production. But generally speaking, the producer is the person who, who makes the beat and produces the vocals. You know, that's a whole other part. Like, yo, you should you should slow down your vo your vocals right here or you should say this like this. Like it's mad different ways to produce yeah. on a song. Like, you know, your input and, and adding on. But generally speaking, the person who makes the beat is the producer. I don't know what part Clark played in um, that song. I love it. But I saw his name on the credit. So shout out to the big homie Clark Kent and he posted it up. Uh, Wale got a new EP out there. Yeah. Listen to that? No. <laughs> Why not? Um, I'm not really checking for Wale. Why not? I haven't been checking for Wale since Lotus Flower Bomb, and I wasn't even checking for him then. <laughs> Lotus Flower Bomb is about. I don't know. I just don't really listen to Wale. Yeah, he's, cool, he's, he's dropped a few uh, EPs recently. He's trying to gear up to do something, I guess, kind of maybe set up his album or kind of get back to like catering to his core audience by putting out a lot of music. But I know he's had some like label differences. I think he's off Atlantic, but then he went to Warner, which is basically the same Adelaide, parent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same parent company. So I don't know about that. But uh, shout out to everybody out there in the DMV. Uh, Russ dropped Zoo. I listened to Zoo from Russ. Did you check it out? No. But Apple Music says that I checked it out, but I didn't. <laughs> so Apple Music a liar. Lying. Nah, it's in your listen to. You I wasn't it. listening to Russ. Oh, maybe. Maybe that one morning we was talking about Russ, and I looked at the album artwork, and I guess that counts. But mm. I didn't listen to it. You're not. You will never catch me listening to an Why album you being, with a song called "The Flute Song." Why are you being so adamant about the fact that you did not listen to Russ? Like, why you want that to so no? Because I don't like Russ. All right. Uh, you know what? So Russ came through the show uh, last week. We chopped it up. We had a dope interview. I think that the last time I sat and talked with Russ. Um, pause. He left a bad taste in my mouth. I think he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Pause. First, <laughs> I'm straight. Pause. First, um, first, first album cycle go around. You know he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and it's crazy. As I was gearing up and kind of doing research for the interview, when I was going online, it's like so many different like Russ hate groups and threads and Reddit's and this YouTube videos. I'm like, yo, people putting a lot of energy into disliking a person, which I don't necessarily subscribe to. If you don't like a person, you just pay them dust. Yeah, I don't. If like you spend time making a video and, and listing and bullet pointing all the reasons <laughs> why you don't like a person and you know so much. I don't like Russ because he's pretentious and he really didn't grow up poor and his dad is this. Like if you do all of that. His dad is this, this and that though. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> his dad like is like I think his dad like owns the label that Russ is on. Um, some, there was some, I didn't, I didn't go all the way into it. There was some type of connection. I think his dad did like promotion or yeah, something for like some. Yeah, promoter, like owns that, um, Diamond. He owns that like label. But that's Russ's crew. He started that. I mean, his, his parent company is Columbia Records and he's definitely like a self-made dude. You know what I'm saying? Which I can respect. You know what I'm saying? Like he put out a lot of music on his own. He built up his fan base. You know, he utilized the different, uh, public, uh, free apps like SoundCloud and things like that. Just understanding All that. All of that is cool, but like he just don't. I just don't like his music. So that only leaves personality, but and I don't like his personality. Didn't listen to the album, so you can't really say you don't. But like the it. songs that I have heard, you don't like the flute song. I haven't liked any of them. He definitely could have came up with a better title than the flute song. <laughs> Not creative at all. Did you see the video for it? It looked like a TNT Unlimited data plan commercial. <laughs> it might be. 
He might be smart enough to be getting some of that yeah, money. Yeah, I just like the only two things like for like a, like an artist. Well, like, there's more. It's more complicated, but it really boils down to your personality and your music. And I don't really like his music, and I don't really like his personality. That's fair. You're not gonna see me doing why I hate Russ. Like I'm, I don't have a burn book, and it's just pictures of Russ. <laughs> I just, I'm just cool on it. No, no, no. That's definitely fair. You know what I'm saying? Like music personality. Some artists, um, you might like their fashion sense. You know, so I get certain things that kind of draw you in to an artist. If if maybe the music isn't the first thing um that there's something that draws you in but yeah that's that's definitely like yeah, a fair out, reasoning shout out to russ it's for dropping our album that is cool yeah, yeah shout out to russ like. shout out to Russ. and I, like i said man from that second conversation we chopped it up since then rocking with russ right now and the album's not bad either the album is actually solid you know he produces writes sings rap so the album is solid he's definitely a talented dude um, which leads me to the last thing on my list. Swiss Beats uh, dropped his joint pistol on my side with Lil Wayne. Did you hear that? I did. That record is hard. I heard it because he was in the car together, but I, was, <laughs> I didn't know he dropped it. If we, I wouldn't have known if we weren't in the car together. Yeah, yeah, no, that record is hard. Uh, so he got the album Poison coming. The pre-orders are up now. Um, a lot of people are looking for the record. He had like a record with like Jay-Z, Nas, and DMX or something that he played when he was doing the battle with um with Just Blaze and everybody was looking for that record on the track list. But there's some, some other good stuff on there and the record with Wayne is crazy and Wayne is spitting on that joint, man. So shout out to... Uh, shout out to Swizzy and Wayne. And I think we're going to be getting caught a five. So allegedly it's coming this Friday. Oh. I don't know how much of that I believe. Yeah, September 21st, they saying we're getting caught a five. So Wayne got paid from Universal. He's uh, mended his relationship somewhat with Birdman. He's now the sole owner of Young Money. So he got a lot of great things happening for him business-wise. Um, but I think a lot of people are speculating the quality of the music. Because if this is the same Carter 5 that we were supposed to get five, six years ago, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. did it get dated? Is it are he, is he going to go in and revamp it? Are we just going to get some old music? five years ago that is, like, rap-worthy? Well, here's the thing about making timeless music. If you truly make something timeless and don't date it, you can release it at any time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously, maybe some references. You know what I'm saying? You might have said something about, I don't know, Laguna Beach or, you know what I mean, uh, what's Jersey Shore. You know what I'm saying? Like, that <laughs> might not be relevant. But outside of that, like, if you're making music conceptually and, and the beats are dope, then you can kind of release a project years later and it still be solid. Uh, are we excited still about a new Lil Wayne album? And especially the Carter Five. Like, is that title just too stale for us at this point? Oh, I'm not his core demographic, so I don't know. <laughs> so you're not checking for nothing? Uh, no. I'm, I'm checking for Wayne. I think Wayne, because he's um, he's he's burned his place in hip-hop history. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's had a great run. He's put out big hit records. Um, he's spit on enough joints to let you know that he can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's given us two of the biggest artists of this uh this generation with Drake and Wayne. I mean with Drake and 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 um Nikki. Nikki. So, you know, he's definitely like got his place in like hip hop history. Um and this verse he did on the Swiss song is definitely crazy. So if we're going to get that, I'm looking forward to Wayne album. I just don't know if I believe it's coming out this Friday. Yeah, that seems, that seems like a lot. Like to do all of that and then come on a new album, I think you need some time to breathe. As anyone would. <laughs> so I don't think it's coming out this Friday. But who knows? People be lying all the time. So Yeah. And it has been billboards and stuff up. You know what I'm saying? So it might be coming. Universal might be trying to get some of that money back. They spent a gang of money getting him out of his deal. So they might be trying to get some of that bread back. Uh, and I think that's it for new music. Yeah. 
Word. So what else is going on I in the world? I don't listen to any of that new music. <laughs> yeah, you got to start listening to some of the music on the show, B. I, I be trying. What did you listen to? Did anything come out that you did listen to? I listened to the new 1975. Okay. That Ta- was cool. The pre-order is out. Um, They're touring. They do Wait. Like... Oh, they dropped a new song? Yeah. Okay. But the pre-order for the album is out got now, it. too. And they're doing, like, tour stuff, which is cool. Tickets are only, like, not in America, like, uh, the UK, Europe, all that stuff. And tickets are like twenty to thirty five dollars. This is cool. Because, That's good, like, affordable. Yeah, I would. I just wonder how they're making their money. But yeah, I don't. I haven't been, I haven't had any time. I've been trying to pass econ. <laughs> I'm passing, but you I'm passed, trying to learn. But you pass. Clap it up for passing econ. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Passing we test. took this test. Yeah, I've been trying. <laughs> I don't have any time. Yo, you know what? This is a great segue into like. So this is technically like work, right? This is the place you prepare to, you come to on a weekly basis. This yeah. is kind of like a job. This is when I was telling you, like, when you were so gung-ho about getting a job, I'm like, yo, it's going to take away time from you doing other things. Like, when you have to start splitting your responsibilities, it's like, yo, I got to really make sure I focus so I can pass econ. But also, I got to be at this place for five hours a day or six hours a day. So, like, it becomes difficult to navigate through life when you add more responsibilities to your plate yeah so, I know. yeah so just you should just chill out and be 16 and enjoy it the freedoms and the liberties you have of not having to work or pay any bills yeah and just hit your mom up for money she got it she'll take care of you no all right so that's it for new music uh the 1975 tell them to stop spamming my email with merch <laughs> with merch uh tour tickets and merch and all of that um just unsubscribe bro what else is going on out here cardi and nikki on <laughs> the notes it says Cardi and Nikki get into it uh, parentheses why is it called T yo cause like after the Cardi and Nikki debacle <laughs> happened everybody was like oh what's T sis spill a T <laughs> and it got me to thinking sis I'm dead <laughs> it got me to thinking I was like yo why do they call drama or whatever I don't know whatever uh, disagreements or beef or what's T yeah why is it called T like what all does right. that mean do you so, know yeah okay the breakdown is like well first of all um, I mean it's, it's kind of like controversial mm-hmm. it's more it's like it's um, it's African American vernacular English so it's like A-A-V-E it's like like it's just like African American slang but like I know like a lot of like wait African American vernacular, vernacular English A-A-V-E yeah that's a real thing yeah that's crazy. It's just basically all the slang, like all the popular slang that you hear people say, you right. can like date it back to, you know, like people in like in the hood making up these things. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that's like a thing, but not to like generalize, but like a lot of people think it's coming from like, um, like gay African-American people okay. and they make up, they like, they make up a lot of the chains. Oh yeah, and for they, sure. And then they think that um, white gay people like take the slang and like try to make it trendy to the like slit sis or like wig or shook or tea but to long story short tea is basically like what's like the what's the news what's the gossip no i understand that but why the word tea like why is it called spilling tea oh like because you like it's like old white women like they sit around the couch and like they sip their tea and they like you know that makes sense right you sit and you gossip over tea cheryl with the lawnmower guy like that's like (laughs) that's like the tea Cheryl like, Doobie, the long, the long be mad mode, but he still be coming through every yeah. week. <laughs> okay, like that makes the sense. Tea. They sit around and drink tea and gossip. Yeah, like, and did you never see the Kermit the Frog picture where he's sipping the tea? Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it. It's mainly African-American vernacular English. Like, sis, like, 
I mean, sis. What's tea? <laughs> what's tea, sis? No, no, that makes sense. Like, I'm not sure. Tea, I'm or not sure like, if that's 100 percent right, but I like it. At least it gives it some type of, you know what I'm saying? Like it gives it some type of foundation, <laughs> tea, some structure. You know what I'm saying? Because like when people say it all the time, I'm like, yo, I hear this slang and it's popular and people are saying it, but I don't want to. I want to know where it's derived from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is origins and roots? So sitting around. Sipping tea and gossiping is yeah. why tea is called tea. Got it. Now, let's talk about Cardi and Nikki, the actual factual of what went down. Taylor, what is your take on this whole drama, this beef that got uh, somewhat physical? Um, It's none of my business. I mean, I don't really know because apparently it's speculated that Nikki made fun of Cardi Child. Which that's like speculated. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we've not. Well, we haven't seen anything, and especially but, in this day and age of where everything is, you know, you you, you receipts where you can always pull receipts. We go. have seen no receipts. That's more AAVE. That's yeah, receipts. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the whole Nikki made fun of Cardi's like parenting skills isn't concrete, but it is concrete that Cardi made fun of that lady. That who is said. That's why you. Your kid, we saw unfortunately passed away. Yeah, we we had seen receipts on so that. So if what Nikki did is true, and Cardi said you can't come for my kid, you a hypocrite because you came for somebody else's kid who died. We all hypocrites though. Yeah, but you can't. If you a hypocrite, like be low key because like I can put, <laughs> I can call you out on being right, a hypocrite. You, know, you can pull receipts. I think that that happened, and that this is no excuse, but I'm just trying to give it. Um, I'm just trying to give it some like uh structure. I think that that happened prior to having a kid. And when you have a kid, it changes your life and it changes your perspective on certain things. So if I give it some perspective, you might say something unknowingly before you become a parent that you totally change your mind on once you do become a parent. Because you've never had that unconditional love bond from a mother to a child. And it's like, wow, don't ever say anything about my kid. And I won't from this moment on say anything about anybody else's kid. But when you're young, you know what I'm saying, and you're reckless, you say and do things that, you know what I'm saying, like, you like when I was a kid, for example, right, and we talked, we've talked, we've spoken about this before, like, messing with people's cars, vandalizing, taking stuff like that. Like, I totally understand spending your money to buy a nice vehicle, maybe having a note, having to pay insurance, and then you come out and you see somebody rip off your, your, your Cadillac ornament, hood ornament. It's like, yo, like, this is my car. Like, somebody, I would never do that now because I understand it. But as a kid, I didn't understand, like, what I was doing. We was just being mischievous, if that makes sense. No, so, I get it. That's nothing. That's not to, to, to excuse Cardi. Yeah, that's not to excuse Cardi, but it's definitely, it gives us some type of uh I think hypocrites are my least favorite type of people. Don't tell me what to do if you was doing it too. Don't. But we all hypocritical. That's human nature. No, nah, I try not to be hypocritical. If I tell somebody not to do something, I'm not gonna turn around and do it myself. I feel you, but at some point you're gonna get to that. You're gonna get to that space where you like, yo, you say one thing and you do something different. It's just, it's just nature. It's just a, a way of life. Um, my take on what happened with those two is, I guess I can see it from both points of view. Now, not that I advocate for violence or women, you know, going against each other or like perpetuating stereotypes about females or black artists or hip hop or any of that. I think it's whack that that happened in the public space. I have a question. Sorry. Pause. To interrupt. Um, is Cardi black? She's Spanish black. You know, she's, she's of our ah, Spanish black is not a thing. <laughs> she's Spanish black. You know, no, she, one of us. Spanish black. <laughs> No, no. So no, she's not African American, but she's black. Hip hop culture, you know what I'm saying? But like she's not black. 
She's not black, but she, well, no, none of us are black. How about that? But she identifies as, you know, hip-hop. She's from the Bronx, African-American culture. Hip-hop is started by blacks and Latinos. So she's, you know, of this culture. She's one of us. She's not like one of those, I hate to use this term, she's not like a white Latino. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's like the ones who identify with closer to black and ones who identify closer to white. I definitely would feel she identifies as closer to black. I guess so. You can identify as black if you're not black. What? Oh, I know you're not talking about you can't identify yourself. That's like you saying if somebody says, yo, I identify. Like when we talk about transgender people all the time and they identify as a different sex or things like that. But that's different because. How? That's like. How, Sway? I, well, I've got to explain. I think like gender and sexuality is all like social constructs that people made to like box people in and race could also be identified as that but it also race can also be traced back to like if you from puerto rico that's not a like african-american country so you can't be black like you can't that's like so if cardi b identifies black and we cool with that then rachel does y'all should be black too then i mean i feel what you're saying and that's definitely a valid thing but we all human beings at the end of the day. So I think any like any any restrictions that you put on people, whether it be sex or race or, ge- or whatever, is just a way to kind of control. You know what I'm saying? Like to divide people and control to a certain degree. So I don't necessarily agree with any of it in, in 2018. But as far as the 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 topic of this conversation, you know, Cardi identifies as, even if it's not black. So if we eliminate black, woman on women or hip hop, like drama between women or just drama and hip hop, I don't necessarily subscribe to that and I don't want to see that perpetuated. But at the same time, I respect on site is on site. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's a fact. If they've, if they've spoken, and this is, you know, Cardi's account, they've spoken, I spoke to you once, we said it was all good, then, you know, next time you're popping off. I spoke to you again, you said it was all good, now next time, you know, I hear you running your mouth. So the next time I see you, it's no more talking. Like, on-site is on-site. And I feel like that kind of energy has been missing in hip-hop, where everybody is, like, beefing, 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 talking crazy, making videos, posting on the gram, yelling in their phone, doing all this stuff. And then when you see each other... It's all love and daps. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I respect on-site is on-site yeah, in this instance. True. You know what I'm saying? There's many times where, I mean. Keep it funky. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if you say it's on-site, when I see you, don't be like, hey, what you eat for breakfast? It's on-site. Yeah, nah. On-site is on-site. You on want site. this work or not? Because I didn't come <laughs> over here not to give you this work. Right. Factual. So hopefully, I mean, I, I hope that is the end of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they met it with some physical uh, energy. And now that, you know, like nobody got snuffed and, you know what I'm saying, like now that it's kind of died down, I would like to see it die down from here. But I do respect somebody coming to the table that's still um, not so far removed from what we know in the street. Because she, she hasn't been industry trained yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a year and a half in. You know what I'm saying? Once she be like, industry trained, she's not going to have that same energy. She's going to make people do it for her. No, I think it comes with a level of maturity and success. Like, understanding that you're messing up opportunities and messing up money. Exactly. And so she's got people Also do it for growing. Her. Yeah, you got you got growing. No, not even that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you just realize you're bigger in certain situations. And it doesn't need to be met with that kind of energy. But a year and a half out the Bronx, on site is on site. So that's what it is with that. Uh, what this else? This whole is... situation is whack. You know what? This is a great segue. Someone should just scrap and just keep it moving. And then we can find out if Cardi B really black or not. <laughs> Why? How? How? If she can fight or not? No, she black or not. How? Oh, she could like take an ancestry test. 
Oh, got you. I thought you meant like the fight was going to oh, decide no. if she was black no, or not. No, I see some white girls get down. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. They scratch. Listen, man, hand skills know no color. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't see no color. It's it. If you get these work, you get this work. Um, Moving into some more positive uh, hip-hop conversation, Meek and Drake reunited. Yep. That's dope. Shout out to That's Meek. Cool. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to Drake. That was like a long time coming. Um, and I can't say that I didn't see it happening, but I can't say that I did see it happening either. I saw it happening. I thought they was already cool, and then they already saw each other face to face. So when I saw that, I was surprised. But that's cool. I'm glad they. Yeah. That. I mean, because it, it, the beef wasn't really derived from anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like no real beef. Beef like when I, don't I see. Remember it. Yeah, it was like. You know, that's where the whole ghostwriter allegation came oh, out. Like, yeah, yeah. Meek is the one who outed Drake for having uh, a writer or the first person who brought Quentin Miller to uh, our attention. And, you know, they went back and forth with records or whatever, whatever. But it really wasn't about nothing. Yeah. And once Meek did his time and came back out and was still relevant and people still cared to hear music from him, obviously Drake hasn't really taken a hit as far as his success goes, you know what I'm saying? He still put out projects since then. People still buy him and stream him and, and he still sells out tours. So like, I don't feel like it was just a moment. I don't feel like it really did anything to like mess up either one of their careers. And, you know, with the exception of like now, maybe some people might put an asterisk next to Drake's name as, as an MC, you know, I don't feel like it was really anything else that came out of it. So I felt like that drama could have gotten to a point where it was over. And it is over, man. So big, big shout out to them. They reunited in Boston. I saw that they did the shows in Philly and Meek came out again in Philly in his hometown. I per I personally would have waited. If I was Drake, I would have brought Meek out in Philly first instead of Boston. That would have been yeah. crazy. Like the first time anybody see y'all together in a public forum is in his hometown. Like that would have went nuts. It was like, yeah, nah, they would have went when that intro dropped. Intro, one of the most overrated songs of all time, by the way. What, like intro songs or? No, Meek Mill's intro, Dreams and Nightmares. Oh, that song's not overrated. What makes Are the, you kidding That's me? the most like That song is not overrated. I respect, I respect, like, the buildup and, you know what I'm saying? Like, he started off smooth over the piano and then he turns up. But, like, yeah. no, people go crazy. Like, it's the greatest song ever no, made. No, that's not. But it's a good song. It's definitely I a good song. I wouldn't call it overrated, though. It's overrated. It's a little nah, overrated. Nobody's saying it's the greatest song of whatever year it came out. Man, they play that record at like mad big. People play it at they played at the Super Bowl. They played it at Yeah. It gets you people hype. People play it, it at their wedding. It gets you I don't know about that. <laughs> it gets you energized. You walk down you the aisle, you walk down the aisle to the piano part, and then when you get to the altar, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> they throw the bouquets, man. Hard like. That'd be crazy. Shout out to Mika and Drake though, man. So now hopefully we can get some music from them. Which would be dope. See them get back into the studio together. Um, obviously, Drake just dropped Scorpion, but Meek is working on music, so that'd be dope to get a, yeah, a Meek maybe and Drake. It'll be a little feature. Yeah, that'd be because they were on a song together one time. A couple songs. Oh, I they've done a couple. Well, that's what the beef started over. Like when they did uh, the song Rico is when me? Meek. The song is called Rico. It's about the it's the, it's it's a Rico law. Rico Law, I'm glad, I'm glad you look so confused about all this. I'm glad you don't know anything about the Rico Law. So they did a song called Rico, basically. Right. And that was when, that's when all the, uh, the tea spilt about Drake having the ghostwriter and Quentin and all of that. So um, once again, shout out to Drake and me. Can't wait to hear some new music from them. Speaking of collabos, let's talk about another collabo with Beef again. So I didn't even know Frank was on Carousel on Travis Scott's album. So I guess you didn't listen to Astro Worlds. No, I did listen to it. I don't know why I didn't realize that, but Frank is mad. Well, I was a confused Gambino with Frank one time, so. 
I understand why. That don't count because I didn't have the proper <laughs> no, headphones my. to be able to fully uh, differentiate between vocal tones. Um, so we knew Frank was on Carousel. Yeah. Did Did you have a problem with the sound of his vocals? Um, no, because anytime I hear Frank, I get excited. So you so was cool. Even if it didn't like, matter. Like I don't really like Moon River, like the, his cover of Moon River, but it's a Frank uh like song. So I like I listen to it. I'm excited. So I didn't really have a problem, but also I'm not the artist, so right. I get that whole Very perfectionist true. like thing. Like please don't use this if I'm not at a hundred percent. Thousand percent. I mean but, I can I can speak to that personally. Like people don't send me back. If I do a verse for you and I send you the verse or whatever, whatever, or we do it in the studio, you got to send me a copy before you put it out so I can approve it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to make sure my vocals is right. I got to make sure if it's ad-libs there, they sound good. You might try to nudge me. You know what I mean? Like, a, a, a couple seconds back so I sound out of pocket. Like, there's a lot of different variables that go into making a song and a, and a dope verse uh, sound good on the record. So if Frank wasn't 100% happy with his sound, I think so Travis he should filed for it. How do you say it? I always say cease and decease because it, it rhymes. But <laughs> cease. I want you to stop and die. <laughs> and cease and desist. Desist. I yeah. always say decease because it rhymes with cease. No, no, you're and dead right. My brain works. No pun intended. You're dead right. But a cease and desist. Yeah, a C and D, just to keep it simple. Uh, yeah. So you put a C and D out. Travis basically is saying that they're they're not going to accommodate that though. But they they squashed it. Did they? Yeah. So where where they at with it now? They fine. Uh, okay, so is it going to come off the album? No, I think it's going to stay. I think they, like, talked it out. Like, Travis posted a picture of him, like, with the panorama of Frank's shirt. He's like, oh, my brother for life. You inspire me. Thank you. And Frank was like, yeah, we cool. So, oh, all right. Yeah, they cool. Is Frank listed on the song? On, on I don't know. Nah, he's not. That's what, I think that's why I didn't know. Well, I knew because it sounded like Frank, but I don't. I don't know if he's listed on the song. Yeah, I don't think I, I I don't know why that's a new thing. People not being listed as features on records. Yeah, that is. I, I, I also, first saw it on uh he does that often because he did it on Birds in a Trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad people wasn't listed on songs. Also, I don't know why everybody is uh, putting out their song titles on all caps these days. What's that about? Um, it says featuring Frank Ocean and then written by Frank. So no, but if you just go to like the Apple Music and or composed by. Travis title and Frank. Shout out the title. If you go to Apple Music, a title. I don't know if the that the name is listed. There. Oh, like on the actual song? Yeah, no, like, it's not. It doesn't have any features on it. Yeah, it I don't know say, why like, people feature. do that. That's because crazy. you could just, if you really want to know, you could just look. Man, put that joint right there so they can get a feature. It ruins the aesthetic. I guess so. Um, moving past that, we talked about Jeffrey Owens, the actor from the Cosby Show. Um, and how people try to publicly shame him for having a job, which was asinine and ridiculous. And we said right here on this very podcast that he would get job offers from this. job offers? Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. I will tell you even more specific. I said that I was like, man, Tyler Perry going to see that joint and holler at son and offer him a job. And that's exactly what happened. That's so amazing. Yep, Tyler, I'm so happy. Tyler Perry offered him a spot. It don't sound like it, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry offered him a spot on, I think, the have and the have nots, uh, like a reoccurring role on that. Um, so he's gotten a few different job offers. I think I saw uh, NCIS. Also, he got an additional job for that. So he's doing dope. That's but I so knew amazing. that. I knew that when things go viral like that, and especially when it was like public shaming for no reason, I was like, all that's doing is kind of like you you taking the job of his agent. You know what I'm saying? Like you popularizing him, and not for anything negative. The only thing that's gonna come out of it is people gonna see like, oh, you just like trying to shame this man who's working hard. 
And for that reason, I'm going to give him an opportunity. Outside of the fact that he's super talented, what I didn't know and I found out about it was that he was very uh, Shakespeare trained and did a lot I don't of know different. What that means. It's like trained in, in Shakespeare, like known different plays. And oh, well, I'm trained in Shakespeare because I read all his plays. So now nah, you read them, but you ain't like you can't teach it. You can't no. do like a Midsummer's Night Dream and all that. Yes, I can. <laughs> Well, he's a classically trained Shakespearean That's cool. That's actor and all that. So, like, not only is he dope, but he's dope. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he goes above and beyond. Level. Right, right, exactly. So, good to see that he's working again. And whoever tried to... You know what was funny about the two women that tried to publicly shame him? They were a couple. And I feel like as a lesbian couple, a gay couple, you should even be more sensitive to people's privacy and, and not, like, doing things to publicly shame them. Because you should understand that plight. You know what I'm saying? No. No? No. I think that because women have, or in, in gays or lesbians of the LGBTQ community have fought so long for equality and fought so long for people to not look at them and, and, and point them out or take photos and do things to like discourage or disparage their relationships, that that, that should have been the last couple Oh, I I get that, but like it's racist gay people. Not saying that they were racist, but like Well not even racist because a, it wasn't about a race thing. I think no, they I were know, all like, black. I think it's like well, black people can be racist. Against other black people though? Oh no. But so like you would think because like you a minority, you would make fun of another minority, but like that don't really work that way. You're right. Again, people are hypocrites. Back to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, had it been them, had it been Jeffrey in there, and they may say they were in the aisle kissing, he took a picture and photo and, and, and posted it like, I can't believe these women are publicly displaying their love and tongue kissing in the middle of the aisle, <laughs> or whatever, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the community would have been outraged. Like, oh my God, he's shaming them, and this and this and that, and this is what we're talking about. But in turn, they flip and do the same thing. So It's hypocritical. I told you. I tried to told you. Um, And some really, really sad news Mac Miller passed away. Dude, that was so... I, you texted me, and I, I I think I had just woke up from a nap, or I was getting ready for a nap. <laughs> and he's like, did you hear the news? And I was like, no. And then Mom's like, did you hear the news? I was like, what news, man? No, I hear nothing. And then I heard the news. Super it was sad. so... That's so whack. Super whack. Like, usually, like, celebrities... Like, I feel bad doing, like, anybody dies, but, like, celebrities, like, they usually don't really get me. Like, mm -hmm. peep, like, it kind of got me, but it didn't really get me. This one... This one really hurts. This yeah. one is so whack. I don't have any words besides certain it's ones, whack. Yeah, certain ones hit hit close to the home, I think, because Mac was just one of those, like, really, really bright, shining Yo, stars. Mac, talented. Like, he could Super play, talented. Um, like, so many instruments, and then he could rap, and then he was just a nice guy. Like, like if you see all the, like, the chants, and then, like, um Vince, and, like, everybody was like, yo, like, Earl, was like, yo, Mac was, like, the nicest guy. Like, you could never... Like, you never is mad at Mac. Like, he's so sweet. Like, you go to Mac for a good time. He's so nice. And then you've seen Ariana, and she's like, yo, I had a crush on you since I was, like, 19. And she's pretty old now. I'll say, like, she's, like, 25. And, so, and then she was, you see them, like, together, and they have pictures, and it's so, it's just whack. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, it was I remember, very like, sad. I was so young. Like, I would I would come home from school, and I would run to Grandma's house, and I'd turn on the TV, and i go to MTV2, <laughs> and I'd, re I'd rewatch the most dope re-ones. Like, I had seen them, but, like, I had, like, like loved Mac so much that I would, I would still watch it again. And, like, I wasn't, like, like, his old stuff, like, I didn't listen to, like, kids. Like, don't come for me, but I don't listen to kids. But, like, I just, like, enjoyed his music, and it was so cool to see him, like, 
grow from grow. kids to yeah. the divine feminine to like swimming. So it was, it was really whack. Yeah, very, very unfortunate, tragic um, situation. And one thing about, to go back to what you said about when artists pass away, like certain people, like obviously since I've been listening to music and coming up as a teen, we've lost um, tons of artists. And some of them hit me more so. Like, I'll never forget where I was when I heard Biggie, when I heard Pac, you know what I'm saying? Like, their passing. Um, and then certain people, not maybe not so much. But this one and this generation, one thing I saw, um, and one of the great things about social media is so many people were able to talk and post about their experiences with Mac Miller. And I swear to you, not one not, bad thing was no, said. Like, I met one Mac, Mac one time. And he was like pretty mean. Right, like, right. None he of was trapped. Like, it was none of that. And most people even had a photo with Mac. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like talking about a moment that they shared, um, whether it was um, like Rhapsody talking about the first time she, you know, he took her, he, he hit Knife to take her on tour or um chance talking about their time together or so many or static or term like big artists indie artists yeah. popular artists not popular artists black white yeah like anybody everybody, everybody that he saw, anybody he touched i saw this one story where it was like this guy and he was like they like he like made merch like he's like a clothing designer he had some extra shirts and he gave them to mac and mac was like yo i love it i'm gonna wear it he went out on stage and he wore it and then he had his security people he, they was wearing like size small they was like yo like please wear this shirt like he gave it to y'all they were like like <laughs> mad decent and then we're in an XL. he probably got a kick out of that too <laughs> but and then he made them wear this yo it was just it was wild even when i met mac i was younger and like i didn't know all the like i was so anxious like because i knew like mac was just like that guy like he was so cool he was most dope mac and then when i met him he was just like so nice and so sweet that's probably one of your biggest smiles in photo history yeah and it was like wow genuine i remember so what happened was um it was 2014 the brooklyn, brooklyn hip-hop festival. Hip festival and mac was coming out as a guest of Jay Electronica was bringing out J. Cole and Mac Miller to do their joint. So I was back there, obviously, as the host and, and, and you know, fraternizing and powwowing. And I saw Mac. I was like, oh, wow, Mac, what's good? What's going on? He's, like, chilling, about to jump on stage, whatever, whatever. And I was like, yo, my daughter's a really big fan. I want to go grab her. He was like, yeah, nah, no problem. So I was like, yo, tell her, come here. So I go out, I'm walking you back, and you had no idea what was happening. And we were just walking, walking, walking. And then, and then you I looked up him, and you saw like, him in the distance. Like, oh my God. Yo, and you started shaking. Yeah. Like I a leaf. You was I was like holding you and you literally started shaking as you met him, man. And and that just like, you know, no pun intended. That's just like the dopeness of Mac Miller, man. So rest in peace to Mac. Obviously, condolences to his friends and family. Big, big loss in the community of hip-hop and music in general, but also, you know, if he touched so many people, you know, that didn't get a chance to spend time with him on a regular basis, imagine how those closely, you know, closer to him were affected. So again, rest in peace to Mac Miller. Um, I did see some people talk about uh, fake love and how, you know, Mac just put out swimming and mad people didn't post about that. But when he passed away, you know, people will post about, you know, his, his, his death and things like that. And there is something to be said for that. You know what I'm saying? Like you always want to show people their love and appreciation while they're here and they can accept it and feel it and feel like it's real. Um, so there is something to that, but you know, like let's always try to keep the energy positive and swimming is a very dope project. We talked about it here on the podcast when it dropped and, um, I was talking about how excited Eric G was to work with him. Yeah, you know, know, Eric, somebody who I worked with early on um, years ago in my career, but very early in Eric's career, just to see him go 
you know, from a kid from Seattle that I talked to on MySpace to Grammy nominated with Rhapsody and working with Mac Miller and, you know, just like just to see like that that growth in him. Um, but he was really, really affected by it, man. So shout out to yes. Mac and most most dope. Condolences to his fan. I mean, I hope they hear. I hope everybody's been giving him like mad love and condolences. But condolences to his family, um, even to Ariana, because yeah. that was. That was another thing I saw online that was super whack. You know, people automatically went y'all are garbage to attack disgusting attack Ariana and you know whatever they yeah whatever their relationship ended is their own personal thing. But you can't like point to blame to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Or or look to lash out or or put that that bad vibe or energy on anybody, man. I'm sure she's that's somebody she was with, somebody obviously she had a crush on for a long time. She was in a relationship with for a long time. And obviously, no matter what relationship she's in now, she's hurting and and just knowing that he's not here anymore. Like there's yeah. no coming back from death. You know what I'm saying? So like y'all gotta be mindful of that. And sometimes people are just idiots and troll for no reason or try to say the worst things that they could think of just to kind of get a rise or some comments, you know what I'm saying, out of people. But don't be like a disgusting human being. Like like I get like, you know, like, you know, breakups can like, you know, trigger you to relapse again. But like at the end of the day, Ariana's not his mother. She's not his responsibility. I'm mm-hmm. sure she cared for him, and she. I'm positive that she cared for him and that she loved him deeply. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure that takes a toll on her. And oh, at sure. one point, she's like, you know, I don't, I can't really do this anymore. But I'm sure she loves him as a friend. I'm sure of she course. loves him as a person. And y'all are, y'all are whack for like pinning that on her. Yeah, when, like, anybody who did that. It was is mad. Whack. Like even when they were together, you could tell that she was like helping him through that and like helping him through his sobriety so like even if she is with pete davidson or she's with nobody it's still not her fault and y'all are whack and i'm I'm on site with all of (laughs) y'all you don't know who they are but that's one thing about internet thugs you know what i'm saying like they hide behind characters or uh egg emojis or you know what i'm saying like photos of a dog you know what i'm saying like you can be anonymous and talk crap online one thing that we got to keep prevalent in the conversation and and it's not an excuse anything like that but Addiction is real. Depression is real. You know what I'm saying? Like drug addiction is a disease. And this is why it's really, really, really important that you just try to stay away from it. I know that people are going to experiment or try things or, you know what I'm saying? Like be adventurous. But you never know how those chemicals are going to make your body react to it. You never know what kind of dependency you're going to have by trying something, whether it be marijuana or a pill or coke or anything like that. You never know what your genetic makeup has on the inside that you might latch onto and become an addict. Like it might be something that's dormant. Maybe your mom or your dad didn't do drugs, but maybe your grandparents grandparents did. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's dead. It's just sitting there lingering or waiting. Or maybe you just get so addicted to the feeling and the high that you continue to try to chase that for years and years to come. And you become, you know, uh, caught up and wrapped up in, in drug addiction and drug use. So my list quick, like, on the soapbox PSA is like don't do it it's not worth it it's not worth it um peer pressures is real and obviously we all have moments in our lives where it's hard to cope and we're looking for some type of escapism or some type of just like a form of release and to get away um but drugs are not the answer man because you never know what could happen some people OD their first time some people get addicted from their very first hit you know what I'm saying some people 
just their whole life has changed and it's not just you it's the people around you it's the people that love you it's the people you love you might have kids you might have parents you know what i'm saying like you got to take all of that into consideration when when trying to think about experimenting with drugs and and i definitely want to you know just talk to you tay about you know like the importance of not doing drugs and staying away and peer pressure you know what I'm saying? Like now you at that age, you know, we've been talking about you going away to college and having that freedom and being away to do things. And I just implore you, like, don't do it. Don't try it. Yeah. That, <laughs> no, but, but, but I was like, all right, homie. No, I don't really. I mean, I agree with what you said, but I, I, I don't agree with like guilt tripping people. And ten, like, obviously don't do drugs. But like, I don't think I think it's more harmful than it is helpful to be like, oh, you have kids and you have, you know, like a family and like stuff and like it's selfish to do drugs like guilt tripping people it like that does not work because like you're just making them feel worse so don't like guilt like don't be like oh you have other people look out for it it's like selfish if you do this like you don't know like psychologically speaking um because i got a hundred psychology um <laughs> psychologically speaking you like i don't even know how to explain it it's just more complicated than that is of way course, more, like every nothing is black and white. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always a gray area. But uh, when people so, say when people say to try to consider all the things, it's not necessarily a guilt trip. It's like don't just be like caught up in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like take a second and give it a thought. And that one second that you take might change your decision. You know what I'm saying? Like just consider all of the different things that could happen. You know what I'm saying? Outside of you might want to feel good in this moment or you might want to escape in this moment. Just kind of try to think about all of the other things that could, like the the the, uh, the domino effect it could have and the chain reaction it could have into your life and others. You know, just give it a, give it a thought. And it's not necessarily a guilt trip per se. I think we should stop saying like, don't do drugs and like having well obviously don't do drugs but so what's the what's the alternative like, if you like accept that people do do drugs do do what you beavis and butthead <laughs> said do do <laughs> except that people like do do drugs and then from there move forward and help them move from that like help them towards sobriety or help, like help wean them off or like tell them that there are other alternatives instead of just promoting this whole idea of abstinence obviously you shouldn't do drugs but like like the whole absence thing is just like obviously that's not how things work people do do drugs and from there forward you should help them like wean off of it or stop doing drugs or like you know take them to a rehab center or like you know get them help instead of just but being proactive is i think at times better than being reactive i don't like what pro <laughs> you be proactive get in front of it you know what i'm saying so before it happens before oh. we have to take you to rehab because rehab taking you to rehab and trying to understand your addiction is a reaction to what happened but if you're proactive and your approach like yo don't do like when people say yo have safe sex you know what i'm saying like wear a condom don't be super promiscuous whatever whatever that's easier to do than than having to try to figure out a cure for AIDS. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. easier to be the proactive than than to be reactive. That's not human nature. Human nature is people are going to do drugs. People are going to experiment yeah. and try. And so you have work to work with human nature rather than against. Human yeah, nature. I think you know. I think those things work in unison. You know what I'm saying? Like being reactive and being proactive, but. I think that if you can nip a problem in the bud or head it off at the path before it happens, you know what I'm saying? I don't think there's anything wrong with having those conversations to try to be preventive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then obviously, if you do turn that corner 
and you get to a point where you are using drugs or you are addicted, then you want to keep that same energy to try to help get a person off. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think it's anything wrong with, with being proactive. Have you had any like moments or experiences or like people or friends or peer pressure, like people trying to get you to experiment? No, but I know people that do do drugs. Well, I knew people. And that's why I think you should be reactive rather than proactive. Because I think there's so many different factors that go into it. Just being proactive. Yes, just being proactive. I think that just like, like if somebody tells you not to do something, don't like when, like you could be on your way to wash the dishes, right? But then mom be like, yo, wash the dishes. Then you're like, no, nah, I don't want to wash the dishes. You just told me to wash the dishes. But it's like, it's kind of like that. So like I knew people like personally back in my old school and like you, like you see it and you see it change them. And so that's why I think that people who are always preaching proactiveness don't really get it and they don't really, well, I mean, yeah, they don't really get it and they don't really know like, cause it's, it's hard. It's one thing to talk about it if you've never like seen it or you've never experienced something, experienced it or seen like someone go through it, and then it's another thing to, you know, preach if you've seen it. And so I think that most people who are proactive are like very um privileged and they've never like seen people go through it or they never like I mean, different cases, different people, different cases. But I think most people who are proactive, but being reactive, I think, like you know what you I don't know. I can't explain it. No, no, I, I get that. I just don't really like people who are like proactive and like just do like don't do this or don't do that. Like you don't get right. it. Like, you Nobody don't, wants no. to be preached to or dictated to. But also, you know, and I think there's a conversation that's always revisited with us is that maybe sometimes people who are a little older or people who've gone through things just can't give you insight on something or a path that you might be taking or a road that you might be on that they've already been down. And so that they can give you, you know what I'm saying? Like insight from a different place. And even if you, even if it might come across as preachy or you don't want to hear it, I think it's still coming from a good place because they just know, you know what I'm saying? Like they know those pitfalls, they know the adversity that you're about to face. And so we're trying to just, and I'll speak personally, like I'm trying to just give you the best route you know what i'm saying like i'm trying to give you the best plan i'm trying to lay out the best foundation for you and of course you're gonna have to go through life and make your own mistakes and all that but don't just be like rebellious like yo go wash the dishes man i was fitting to wash the dishes and so now i don't want to do it like if you were going to do it and if it was in your part to do it then just continue to do it you know what i'm saying and take those words as okay reinforcement all right well good i'm glad you asked because i was going to do it anyway so i'm doing something that i wanted to do and i'm doing something that you wanted to do so it's a positive positive you know what i'm saying like i've never like, I've been addicted to drugs and anything like that, but I've had friends, I had family members, you know what I'm saying? People very close to me. It has affected my life. You know what I'm saying? So like from there, I learned like what it could do, how it could tear family apart. You know what I'm saying? Like how it could adversely affect so many different people. Like the one person that's doing drugs might have an effect on seven, eight other people. You know what I'm saying? And that's not necessarily to guilt them into saying, yo, you affecting everybody else's life, but it's to show like, yo, you might not be paying attention to how this is affecting everybody else because you just focused on self. But in addition to it hurting you, look how it's hurting everybody else. And that might be the thing that helps you to kind of start the process to want to get yourself together. But it's not an easy fix. It's no, you know, it's like it's no it's no concrete answers to what to do. 
Um, I'm definitely one of the people who try to be more proactive and, and talk about things and kind of show you the outcome. You know, like when we were kids, we had so many people in the neighborhood that were doing drugs and selling drugs. And that was like part of your reality. That was part of your like everyday interaction. You kind of needed that other that other energy to come into the community and kind of offset, offset and try to offset some of that because you might have saw your mom getting high, your dad getting high, your grandma or your next door neighbor, and then you might have seen, you know, the dude that was a couple years older than you outside selling drugs. So you had all of these influences. You kind of needed that to come into the community and tell you the harm that it was doing and show you, you know, why I wasn't the route to take uh, doing drugs or selling drugs. So, you know, for me, being proactive and, and is better than being reactive. That's just my opinion. Oh, well, I think you should do both. But I think reactiveness is more crucial than proactiveness because yeah. you could be proactive all you want but once they start doing drugs you're not going to continue to be proactive you're going to not yet now you got to switch yeah you got to switch gears no doubt man um and we haven't at this point right now where we timestamp there hasn't been a um official cause of death in mac miller's case so we definitely not speculating i mean obviously throughout his life and his music he talked about you know his his battles and and like trials and tribulations with with abuse and so that was kind of where the conversation stemmed from but we don't know what happened with mac and at this point it doesn't matter you know he's gone another super talented artist that we lost another great soul um gone too soon rest in peace to mac miller condolences to his friends and family um i guess if there's not a positive out of it but if anything that you could talk about from it that is some good is that the music is streaming and selling a lot more yeah music I think, lives forever yeah for sure thing. for sure more people are getting um put onto his music you know what i'm saying like people who might not have listened to who didn't listen to every project are now starting to listen to his music more and you know like he left a great um body of work behind that you know i think it'll live on for years and years and years his streams are up crazy like yeah, 900 and something percent which i still don't understand like i don't understand how anything can be more than 100 percent. like 100 is supposed to be the pinnacle you know what i'm saying so but his streams are up crazy and i read that seven of his albums are going to enter the billboard top 200 next week that's all of them and then some yeah that's dope man so shout out to everybody out there you know listening to streaming um mac miller especially love to to my, my girl karen civil i'm not sure how true it is but i did see some reports that say she was the one who actually found his body um i know how they, how they were super cool karen oh, is somebody I, yeah. I heard tmz leaked the phone call and i was just gross i never weird. understand that i think well, that, that means is somebody so must whack. have sold it to them and then they released it's it. super redacted though it's super edited that conversation it's not like a straight straight through yeah. conversation well i didn't listen to it because that's gross and weird and yeah i just happened to profit off of that i won't smoke it, but, <laughs> i happened oh, to um come across my my timeline and before yeah, i realized what it was yeah before i realized what it was i was like you know seconds in um but it's super choppy you know what i'm saying like so whatever whoever had it or whoever released it i believe it might be public record if it's a phone call to a police station involving a homicide or a death I think that might become public record. Don't quote me on that. But even so, you know, respect the privacy of the yeah, family. Yeah, that's so weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's really like... And um, like, mad callous yeah, and unthoughtful. Yeah, it's, it's morbid it's as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, in those moments, you know what I'm saying, where people are having, like, the toughest time, you know what I'm saying, like, that you would just make that public with something that should just be between 
you know, law enforcement or between um, health aides and things like the EMTs and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not something that should necessarily be just made available to the public. So, yeah, I've been saying this a lot. Like, y'all are weird. Who is y'all? Who you? Who is you well, yalling? Don't y'all here's, me. Here's the thing about the word y'all. It means you all. But if you don't fit, don't force don't yourself take to fit. To so it. don't take offense to it. But if you're getting offended, then you probably then you, fit. Then you, you probably, probably that y'all. y'all. But... <laughs> If y'all, as in y'all weirdos, y'all people who think this is okay. So if you don't fit into that, yeah, yeah. don't That's get in where you don't fit in. But y'all, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, y'all, y'all are definitely, weird. Y'all definitely be out here tripping. Listen, man, Tori is here, Taylor's here, Fairly Matters Podcast. We're going to continue on uh, with some good energy, some fan mail, man. Let's get into fan mail. Are we going to do BET nominations? Oh, you want to run through them real quick? Yeah, because I want to talk about these categories. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Pull them up. Okay, so you got... Featured verse, that's cool. That makes sense. Um, hustler, what does that consist <laughs> of? I mean, if you a hustler, like you in hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a big word that people lean on and like kind of cliche. Yo, I'm a hustler, I'm a hustler. But like, say somebody like no pun, obviously Rick Ro- Rick Ross made the song Every Damn Hustling, but he's someone who puts out albums. He has MMG, his own label. He's signed artist. He got Wingstop. He got Checkers. He got his endorsement with Bel Air. He's a hustler. He's out here not just sticking to just rap. He's hustling. You so know why he's not in the hustler category? Oh, I don't know who's in the category. Let's see if they not, let's, uh, let's see if they Cardi hustle is real. Jay Z, Drake, Travis Scott, DJ Khaled, and Kendrick Lamar. DJ Khaled, absolutely. Weight Watches. Um, so it means you have like side businesses. Yeah, you like side, you just you got, got a lot, lot of different going things on. going okay. on. Jay Z, obviously, that's a no brainer. Super smart business person. Um, I don't know if Cardi's made public any of her other endeavors outside of music. Um, she but got that fashion over thing. Oh yeah, she got the fashion over thing. She do. She got the shoe thing with um, with um, what's the shoe dude? Steve Madden. Oh yeah, <laughs> the shoe dude. <laughs> she got the Steve Madden shoe. She got the fashion over line. Um, so yeah, she's hustling. She got some other things going on. Travis, what did he do? Travis did a big deal with Nike. Oh yeah, yeah. You got the Catholic Jacks. Um, he's been acting. He's been in a few episodes of Ballers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's doing some things, and I think he got some other fashion stuff coming as well. And then Kendrick did uh the Cortezes. The... Yeah, he did a deal with. He's he's funny because he like I think in true uh Cali fashion he did a deal with the Bloods and the Crips. He did a Reebok deal. <laughs> then he did a Nike deal. All right. <laughs> so uh, he's done that in addition to um some other things. Obviously, mm-hmm. we just saw him acting in Power. Um, you know, he was one of the he was completely crackhead in yeah. Power. That was <laughs> I dope. Seen it, I seen like the he was pulling up on the TV and they had like a little screen crap of it. I was like. <laughs> is that is that K dot? Um and um damn I lost my train of thought but he got some other things going on. Then, oh yeah he did the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, you Black know Panther. curated that and all that. So one is called Made You Look. What does that mean? I don't know who's in that category. Cardi B, Travis Scott, Migos, Nicki Minaj, and Remy Ma. I thought it was fashion and then I got to Remy Ma. Not saying she can't dress, but she don't be coming with the flavors. Nah, you wildin'. Remy gets clean. Do she? Yeah, she oh. gets. Yeah, she she. But Nicki don't get clean either. She comes with Cardi different. Don't get, nobody. So this is not fashion because well, as I'm thinking you, about it, nobody would, gets clean. What you what you would describe as like being fashion forward? Maybe none of them are that. You know what I'm saying? Like because you look you like somebody like a Rocky or somebody like a Tyler. You oh, know like who you Migos, feel like? Right, fashion Me, forward. Migos fashion forward, r- willing to take risks. Nikki takes risks, but I think everybody else kind of stays in. You know what I'm saying? Like the confines of what you expect from them fashion wise. So I'm not sure what the made you look uh, category is about. And then MVP. Which is, I get it, it's most valuable player, but J. Cole, Donald Glover, Cardi B, Drake, and Travis Scott. 
Yeah, some of these categories are uh, named weird. And then hot ticket performer, which is like, I guess you like. Oh, live hot ticket. This is a hot ticket. So let's see who's in that category. See if they went on sale and sold a bunch of tickets. Went on tour and sold a bunch of tickets. Uh, Kendrick. Yep. Travis. Yep. Drake. Yep. Cardi. Yep. And uh, Gambino. Yep. Okay. That that makes sense. DJ Envy. <laughs> Yo, why you fronting on my guy Envy? Shout out to Envy. Shout out to the whole Casey crew. Well, I don't got no smoke with them. I, I what happened? Know. You had a moment with Envy? Not me. Oh. But remember when, like, Jesus and Meryl, they went up there and then oh, they was oh, mad, yeah, yeah. fake, they was mad phony toward them? You were definitely uh, Team Jesus and Meryl over Team Breakfast Club or Team Envy. I just think, I don't know. I feel like they got the power to ruin people's lives and they take advantage and they really be trying to ruin people's lives. Nah, then, I mean, if, if, if Jesus and Meryl, if they said something... That Envy didn't like. I respect him not being phony about it and sh- and being like, "Yo, y'all said you, this you about." The, do you remember that, like the situation? Well, see, I can, I mean, I can break it down. It's two. It's two sides to that because yeah, gotta, gotta they they tell jokes. They yeah, funny. That's what they do. Joke. Right. They 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 tell jokes. Certain things people might feel off limit. Yo, you want to joke on me? You want to joke on my DJing skills? You want to joke on how I dress? Yeah, whatever. Whack. Whatever. Your mini mix is garbage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into a mini mix right now. Hit me, tell me your favorite Bobby Brown record. Let's go. <laughs> um, so some people are like, yo, you can talk about me all day, but my family's off limits. And I respect that. I get it. If we post a picture right now and they be like, yo, Toy, you fit is trash, your head is bare, you, know, you hate your rap. <laughs> your head is big. Whatever they say, I'm cool. They say one thing about you on site is but on sometimes site. sometimes my face do trash and sometimes my head do be looking big. <laughs> yo, it's but a that's joke. All right. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, but you you hold your family as a protect and provider and man in that family. You protect your family. And so I can't be mad at somebody for for protecting their family but or, or protecting their wife. You could have, it's like, they all industry people. You easily could have just come in like, yo, let's go somewhere, somewhere. Let's talk about this. You got to wait until I'm on your radio station. But you know people are checking for me and you know people are checking on for site you. On site is on site. And you, okay, but there's a time and place for on site. You're not good on site on church, are you? On site, on site. No. Listen, B, the definition of on site is on site. You know what that means? When I see you in my site, it's on. Well, he's up for like. It just says DJ. It doesn't even say like best DJ or like good DJ. It just says DJ. And then lyricist is a. Uh... This category is definitely totally <laughs> wrong. Totally wrong. J. Cole. Uh, yeah. People, okay. yes, people, people definitely say he's lyrical. Donald Glover, he's not no. lyricizing. And, and that's my man. <laughs> that's your man. But, you know, I mean, I think he makes dope songs and he kind of writes. But like lyrical, I don't think that he's like ill lyrically. And then Drake, he don't be. Drake say some stuff, but he's definitely more known for making hit records than like saying the illest things. But he's definitely had moments. But again, going back to early in the conversation, there's that asterisk because you know what I'm saying? Like there's ghostwriting talk. So you kind of can't put him in a lyricist category. And then to speed through lyricists, because this next one is about Travis and Kendrick. Um, Travis don't be rhyming. Kendrick be. When he like actually stick to one identity, he be, <laughs> when he not like K-Dot and then Kung Fu Kenny and then Kendrick and then Professor <laughs> Professor Lamar, then he be talking. But and then Yeah, he be going through, he be going through track, his things. Impact track is like, I guess like it had like, like biggest impact so like that logic song that would be an impact track yeah yeah for sure two, two, three, seven, yeah, yeah. i mean obviously the the calls went up to the center and you know lives were changed so that's definitely impactful um what else is in there liberated beyond bridges and gage loaf i never heard oh that song. i remember that song that was the song she made about gay rights 
Oh, that's cool. Shout out my son Jay's love. Um, a thousand future and NERD. Never heard it in my life. And then this is America, and then stay woke, and then I'll find you with Tori Kelly and Lecrae. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All those, all those records. I never sense. heard I'll find you, but yeah. Yeah, I remember that record. That's. Yeah, yeah, those definitely were impactful tracks, making you know like an impact in 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 music or lives are kind of changing the course of a conversation. So I'm with that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I might be headed out to Miami for the BET Hip Hop Awards to cover it in some capacity. So we'll see what's up with that. And of course, as the uh, show rolls out, I'm sure we'll talk about it here on Family Matters. Now let's get into put me on. You ready to do it? We have a special put me on. What what special how? What you about to perform or something? It's not me, Papa. You about so, to bring you about to bring an artist in the room? What is, <laughs> what's going on here? Uzi, come on out. That'd be easy to guess. So, uh, I took a venture to the candy store the other day, okay. and um, oh god, a little it. background story. They have these things called uh, Bean Boozled by Jelly Belly. Cut the check. <laughs> For, let me block this out. Actually, no. Um, so. It's like different jelly bean flavors, just to list them off, is uh, spoiled milk or coconut. And they look the same. So, you know, spoiled milk is white, coconut is white, obviously. Then they have rotten egg, buttered popcorn, barf, peach, uh, long clippings, lime, socks, tweet fruity, long all clippings. that other stuff. So it just tastes like grass. I don't. So, so basically, for people who might not understand, there's jelly beans in the box. And they're, they're assorted colors of jelly beans. So you could pull out a white jelly bean, and it could be coconut flavor. You'd be like, oh, that's dope. That tastes great. Or it could be spoiled milk. Or you could pull out a blue jelly bean, and it could be berry blue. You'd be like, oh, that's berry. Or it could taste like toothpaste. I'm, Not so bad. Yeah. Uh, This peach color, it I'm could either be... I'm taking out the dog food one. It could either be peach or barf. The green one could either be a juicy pear or a booger. Uh... This is I'm cr- taking out the dog food one because we did that one before and I couldn't taste anything for like two days. And I'm Yo, not Oh, that one is so disgusting. So basically, what's the rules if I don't get this right? So uh, let me also preface this by saying jelly beans are not vegan. So technically, I can't do this. Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, I'm going to be a good sport. One jelly bean ain't going to kill me. So I'm going to do but it But I'm going to take out the dog food one. You're going to take that out? Yeah. Because right. I really don't want to do that. I also got to figure out uh, my song because I don't have one scheduled. I don't have one situated. Well, I'll play my song first. We'll just take from the top. Yo, you got your mad hand <laughs> sauce. Now it's table sauce all on the jelly beans. I can't You don't got no steady hand, bro. I don't. I have really, really bad shaky hands. Shaky. Okay, so my song. Let's get it up there. Turn it up. Oh. This is jamming. This is. Are they ever gonna start spitting or? Oh, it's the two version. No, it's I, I mean, I hear you, but I'm just, I'm grooving right now. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard. But 
I mean, in, in very typical fashion, you always put me on to some dope joints. So whatever song that is that I have no idea what it is right now, I will be adding to my uh, music <laughs> library because that's definitely, definitely jamming. So let's start rolling out these hints, shall we? <laughs> so he has worked with Kendrick Lamar before, recently, 2016. Okay. He wrote on, um, or 2015, 2016. So that would be To Pimp a Butterfly, that okay. album. So think about that track list. Okay. Uh, let's let's keep rolling. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought she was gonna. Um, he is like associated with SZA. Um, so sad. Uh, Mac. He did some stuff with Mac. He does some stuff with Gambino. Um, Erica Badu. He's a producer, artist. Um, he's an artist. That was his own song, but he also produces some stuff. He did some stuff with uh a lot of people. Okay. Um, is it Thundercat? Yeah. It is Thundercat. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I got it. Top the beats. <laughs> Dope. All right. Talk to me about the song and the project oh, as, sorry. I pull up, I, as I pull I, up I, I my joint. I don't know if you know how to work Spotify, but um, so I heard it on a video game soundtrack. I can't remember. It's probably. um. Shout out to Licenses and Sinks. You know what I mean? That's a good thing. Um, it was probably like Saints Row or whatever. And I heard it. I was like, oh, this is bumping. But I had been, I had listened to Drunk his most recent album mm -hmm. like up to down like 25 million times and then he came out with drink which is like the chopped and screwed version of drunk right, right, right. but and i listened to drink and i was like i would go listen to the song on drunk and i would go to drink and listen to the chopped and screwed version so that was always like a cool experience and i felt like that's how that well i really really like drunk but i feel like drank like that's how the album was supposed to sound and like that and then he said the same thing he did like an interview he's like i feel like that's how drink was supposed to be like drunk and that was how it's supposed to be but i originally checked for thundercat after uh kendrick lamar word yeah now that song was dope what's the title of that one? Oh, i don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> you don't know how to pronounce it all right so this one is i, I think is rather easy um, remember last week I had to jump through all those hoops just to figure out you you fig but you made it happen who was it Duel Satana I don't remember <laughs> it was Ja Rule oh, man I was close I said Jay okay. alright whatever man oh I know it maybe when I hear the raps I'll get it Oh. <laughs> what? Think about it before you answer that. Is it like somebody else's song and he's just doing the chorus? Okay. But we said, you gotta paint We said in the house that we wasn't gonna do that. What? That if it's like somebody else's song and if like a person is featured on it and I guess the feature, you get it. Better run when beef is on. I pop that trunk. Come get some pistol grip pump. If step on my white air once, it's red rum. Ready, here come. Compton, uh, Drake found me in the slums. Selling that skunk. One hand on my gun. First of all, it's gotta be old. Who's wearing white Air Force? <laughs> Dr. Dre still wear white Air Force One. I wore white Air Force Ones in Maldives. Yeah. Uh, can you get a hint? But Com Compton, uh, Dre found me in the slum. He gave you a hint right there. I wasn't checking for that, man. Compton, uh, Dre found me in a slump. So, Compton rapper signed by Dr. Dre. I don't... Uh, um, it's not Snoop Dogg, obviously. Um, signed by Dr. So, they're associated with Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. 
Well, definitely. When I think of Dr. J, I think of Eminem. And I don't want to think about him. Um, (laughs) Shady. Shade 45, baby. Okay. Um, Who's else associated with Dr. J? Easy E. But that don't sound like Easy E. Um, Ice Cube, but it's not Ice Cube. I don't. Tookie Williams? No. <laughs> not Tookie Williams. No, nah, it's not Tookie Williams. I mean, he could have rapped. Um, it was obviously Fifty Cent. That was Fifty Cent on the first. Fifty spot. Cent. So I'll give you a second. Uh, or well, the next hint. Uh, was also part of Fifty Cent's G Unit. CJ Hookin. You said Hookin. <laughs> Shout out to myself who who kid. Shout out to my guy who kid. Well, I'm gonna guess, but in the house, we I asked you this. I said, if it's like two people, if I guess one, we get it right. Because I was gonna do this to you. I was gonna do EDM song, and it was gonna have Pusha T on it. But I wasn't gonna make you guess the the Got the it. EDM. But person. that's kind of different. Like if it's somebody who just made the beat and is not featured on the record, not rapping, no vocal, like. You if you tell. play Slide, it's Calvin Harris's song. But if I guess Migos and Frank Ocean, you know what I'm saying? But you like, can't that's different. Calvin Harris from David Guetta? I can. All ready. right, man. All Neither right. one of them is in the booth. This guy's actually rapping on the song. 50 Cent. I only know who kid because of Blood on the Sand. <laughs> I wonder if he was in that video game, too. He was. Oh, wait, the no, person? Yeah. Oh, uh, there was multiple people. I didn't run, remember. Run, oh, you only remember who, who kid. kid. Shout out to my son, who kid. Um... Associated with Dr. Dre and 50 Cent? From Compton. From Compton. Who, oh, wait, that was last week. But they was also associated with 50 Cent. But you wouldn't do a repeat. Um, All right, I guess I'll take another hit. It's my last one. I don't know. Let me get one of these green ones. I'm going to get it ready. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> uh, what's another hint I could give you about this particular artist? Uh, His name is actually a word that people probably use on a regular basis. You might have even used it in your process. What? I said mad things. I said mad things. <laughs> it wasn't one of those. And, I mean, we're going to have to give you like 30 seconds now. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. DJ Who Kid. That's what I'm going to go with. It's not <laughs> it, but... It's not Who Kid. What is it? It's Game. Who is... Oh, The Game. Yeah, The Game. Oh, I didn't know he rapped. You know, that was Game from Compton. The song was How We Do featuring 50 Cent. Yeah, he was signed by Dre, um, got aligned with, with 50 Cent and G-Unit, fell out with 50 Cent and G-Unit, had a very big public uh, beef, and it pretty much squashed now. Like, they've been seen together. It's not on site, it's on site. I thought that would be a good song since we were talking about beefs and reconciliations, and I thought it was popular enough that you would get, you know, artist game is is pretty big artist, and that song was pretty big. I should have picked my other song. It's all right. I'll save it for next week, though. Nah, what happened? Yo, I gave you an easy one. You gave me an easy one. Well, not easy, but figureoutable. I didn't know that was easy. All right, man. Let's get to these jelly beans. All right. So, what color is this? So, toothpaste or berry blue? Toothpaste or berry blue? So, eat one. Yes. Duh, obviously. All right. Any, any, any more? Can I just talk about it? So, if you have let him go, any, any, any more? I am. It's toothpaste. It's toothpaste. <laughs> Does it feel minty fresh right now? Uh huh. I don't even like jelly beans. So, I think that's the worst part. Like, the flavor is like whatever. But I just hate jelly beans. I'm going to put it in here. <laughs> You're not going to finish it? That should have been part of the rule. I'll finish it. 
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for rocking with us once again Yo, on nasty. the Family Matters podcast. Taylor does not like jelly beans. We do like y'all. We hope you like us as well. So make sure you continue to subscribe, follow, rate, download, stream, share with your friends. Um, I guess I'm going to buckle down and put the joint on Spotify as well. <laughs> it's another it's another cost to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, because you got to like... You got to pay monthly or one time? Yeah, no, nah, you got to pay like monthly. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm already paying monthly for mad stuff, but you know what I'm saying? There's no sponsors. It's cool. You know what I mean? We make it happen. Um, but if you do want to get involved and sponsor, you can definitely holler at us, hit us up in the comments. We will be back next week with another episode. Taylor, anything you want to leave the people with? Uh, will we? I thought you was heading out. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make it happen, though. Um... Anything that I want to leave off with? Um, Econ is over in October. That's all I'm thinking about right now. So you'll be able to listen to albums again? So I'll be able to. No, because I got government right after. So if you don't see me, um, <laughs> it's because of Miss Judy Rose. Cause I can't do the show without you. Yeah, I am the, you, the you backbone. Just, you're not. You're the star of the show. I'm just here. All right, that's it, man. We tapping out. Until next time, peace and love. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs>